five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Celebrating the history of Sega. This is Sega Ages. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the very last Sega Ages episode. But not forever. This is the last episode of Sega Ages in the year 2011. Now, according to the end of my Merry Christmas um, show we did last week, um, I was half hoping to do a show that was the best of 2011. And it turns out when I was looking for games that were released during this year, um, we, besides Sonic Generations, I couldn't find any of the music. So that idea would have to be sort of either postponed or rebranded as as a show for uh, later on in next year. So instead, I've got a show lined up which is a show based on what we've done before. Last time we did a show about Hideki Naganuma and we played you tracks from Ollie King and Sonic Rush. Now we're going to do a show about uh, Tomoya Otani, who was the sound producer behind games like Sonic Unleashed, Sonic Rush Adventure, and did some tracks for Night's Journey of Dreams and games like those. So before we get into playing the music for those, I'm going to do a quick IRC rundown. Hopefully I'm in the right chat room because um, I'm doing everything off one screen which is a little bit weird because up till now I've been doing shows with two screens and because I've fallen out with Firefox I'm using the Mibit um, web chat browser thing on Google Chrome so yeah it's, it's a little bit weird for me but here we are. When I joined um, Mibit a little while ago it said that Despite putting Radio Sega in the in the sort of chat bit that says join channel, it didn't know about it, and there was nobody in the room. But after tweaking and fiddling, I think we're now there. So Mibit does things slightly differently to other chat browsers, um, browsers clients even. Um, it has two sections. So in the chatting section, we have a winner was you, M20, Resident SD, and Silver Sonic. And in the idlers section we have Trigon, Biafra, CTR, D'Artagnan, David TL, Kesman, M-Tails, Omega Sonic, Pyrus 55, Shaddix Litocroft, Trekkie, and Voice. So hello if you are one of those people I've mentioned. I actually listened to Resident SD's um, 2010 show and he started off the show um, with, I believe it was a jingle, um, and he mentioned about Respawn Point and the Sonic Marathons um, that they had last year. It turns out, if you're not aware, Respawn Point are actually doing the second Sonic Marathon, currently on Twitch TV or SonicMarathon.com. And again, they're playing through uh, Sonic games for um, Child's Play. For a second there, I had to think what the charity was, but they're, they're doing... Um, games there, so that's a little bit of a, a plug for them. Hopefully I get bonus points, but shh. And what I'll do is I will play you some music. So hello if you are listening to on the podcast, hello if you are um, 
tweeting via Twitter. Remember, you can send messages to at Radio Sega using hash Sega Ages, and we'll find them there. But that's enough of me rabbiting on. Let's play you some music. So, starting off with the title theme for Sonic Rush Adventure, this is a new venture, the Surfing SRA Remix.
There we are. So kicking off tonight's show with the Surfin uh, uh, SRA remix, which um, is of course a new venture from Sonic Rush Adventure. Um, followed that, we had Aquatic Park Act One, which was requested by Resident SD from the Wii version of Sonic Colors, and then Step In Pedal from Sega Rally 2006. So, if you haven't, um, if you didn't listen to the Hideki Neganuma show that I did um, a while back, then this might be a little bit of a new concept. But what we're going to do, um, we're not actually going to do in reverse tonight despite me putting it on my spreadsheet that tells me what I'm going to be doing tonight. I've actually got that this is obviously the first in reverse segment, but it's not going to be. What I'm going to do, I'm going to read you some facts and some information that I've found um, while I was researching Tomoyo Otani. Now, I've tweeted his username, so he might listen in and I'll probably find out that I'm pronouncing his name wrong. And if that is the case, I do apologise. Because, as people who listen to my show know, my Japanese is a little bit sparse. And, yeah, not really very good at it. But who is Tomoya? Tomoya himself is best known for serving as the sound director of Sonic's Action Adventures. Born on the 1st of July 1974 in Tokyo, he began playing the piano at elementary school and later started to perform bass guitar in rock bands. He felt a deep desire to start composing while he was at high school and pursued composition further at music college. After graduating, he worked for three years working as a composer, sound designer and sound operator for a theatre company. He successfully applied to the Sega Sound Team in 1999 and debuted producing uh, quirky interactive compositions on Choo Choo Rocket. Although he found the demands to produce high quality music challenging, he was delighted to be able to produce music that was simultaneously entertaining and artistic. Following his debut, he participated on Sonic, uh, Sonic? He participated on Space Channel 5 and its sequel as an assistant composer. Given the title was a dance music game, he placed an emphasis on rhythmical components to ensure gamers felt a strong groove. In 2001, he made his debut on the Sonic series by making a range of compositions on Sonic Adventure 2, mostly in a hip-hop style matching the cool image of the game. He subsequently contributed the groovy jazz-based theme for Sonic Heroes' Hang Castle, and some additional music to Shadow the Hedgehog. Following these roles, he took an opportunity to instill his favoured upbeat, pop-influenced sound into another completely unique game, Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. In addition, he has made a diverse guest composition. He has made diverse guest compositions to The Rub Rabbits, Sonic Advance 3, Touch the Uno DS, Sega Rally 2006, and Fantasy Star Online Episode 3. He also gained experience working as dialogue editor on Romania 203 and sound effects designer on Skies of Arcadia and Sakura Tyson 3. While all his roles were modest up to that point, he had sufficient experience in various aspects of game audio to take on larger responsibilities. Now I've got another couple of paragraphs there, but I'll hold them back for the time being. 
and we'll see how we're going. Yep. So that's a little bit about uh, him. I'm going to read you a bit more in a second, but let's play you some more music. Um, we had a request from Space Channel 5 Part 2, and I'm not sure if this one is actually that request. I'm going to play you Ooh La La again. We're going to play you some music from Billy Hatcher, uh, some more Sonic Rush Adventure, and a track from Night's Journey of Dreams. So, enjoy those. Thank you. 
from the game Knight's Journey of Dreams, of course, Clashing Cerberus, the hard version. And before that, we had Whisker and Johnny Boss from Sonic Rush Adventure. The ending theme to Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg called Chant This Charm. And Oolala again from Space Channel 5 Part 2. Alright, so let's read you the, the next part of the of Tomoya's story. So, following these numerous assistant roles, Otani was promoted to the position of sound director for the first time on 2006's version of Sonic the Hedgehog. He decided to take the series musical so musical, no, he decided to take the series music in a more mature direction with worldly setting themes, convincing mainstream tracks and sophisticated cinematic underscore. He coordinated a large team of composers, arrangers and performers through the scoring process and recording sessions of the game. He also personally composed some of the instrumental tracks for the game and created the iconic theme song His World, which was of course performed by the members of Zebrahead. Spanning an unprecedented three discs, the resultant score won great praise from gamers and soundtrack listeners alike. Now in the same year he offered plenty of worldly fusions and catchy melodies on the DS platformer Sonic Rush Adventure, which was inspired by the precedent of Hideki Naganuma's previous score. He also made smaller contributions to Night's Journey of Dreams, of course the track we've just played you, and the recent Summer and Winter Olympics and All-Star Racing crossovers of the Sonic series. Following on from the success of Sonic the Hedgehog, he returned as the sound director and lead composer in Sonic Unleashed back in 2008. After formulating a detailed plan, he directed each member of the large sound team on a one-to-one level to achieve the desired results. In order to emphasise the regional diversity of the game, he selected a unique instrument to represent each country, and more on that in a in a moment, but though still ensured the soundtrack was cohesive. He bonded the soundtrack together with two vocal themes, including a rock-based theme song and a fully orchestrated ending theme. He returned to the role of sound director on Sonic Colors, and using a similar production approach, developed a sound that complemented the colorful and youthful image of the game. He also took a large composing role once again, creating several uplifting stage themes and the vocal themes sung by the band Cash Cash. Inspired by the success of his vocal themes, he also contributed to Sega's original album, Girls Make the World Go Round. It is unconfirmed whether he will return to Sonic Generations. And obviously what I was reading you there was posted... Actually, I don't have a date on that. Yes, I do. September um, 2010. So that's a little history into into Tomoya Otani. I will pronounce it right, I hope, soon. And I've been lis- looking at the Last FM charts. I don't know if you um, guys know about Last FM, but the the scrobbler that you can download indexes tracks that you can that you play and uploads them or a list of them to their servers and it it shows you what shows you and, and other people what you play and looking for the uh, the last six months it seems that tropical resort act one is the top 
uh, listened to track from, of course, Sonic Colors. Tropical Resort Act 2 shortly follows it, and Aquarium Park Act 1 comes in third. All three tracks there from Sonic Colors. Now, whether that's because some of those, especially Tropical Resort, was featured in Sonic Generations, I don't know, but those are the three top listened to tracks. And on the subject of music, let's play you some more. So, starting off with a track from Sonic Adventure 2, this is a Ghost's Pumpkin Soup, and we have a Windmill Isle Day from Sonic Unleashed, uh, Unleashed, Unleashed, which is a request by Resident SD. You know me, the fighting free knuckles, and we're at Pumpkin Hill. You ready? Get to me, I'm just gonna creep Down in Pumpkin Hill, I got to find my lost piece I know that it's here, I can sense it in my feet The great emerald's power allows me to feel I can't see a thing, but it's around somewhere I'm gonna hold my head, cause I have no fear This probably seems crazy, crazy, graveyard theory I goes try to approach me and got leery Ask him a question and he vanished in a second I'm walking through valleys, crying pumpkin in the alley Didn't seem happy, but they sure tried to get me Back him up with a fist metal crackle I'm hearing someone saying you a chicken Don't be scared, it had to be the wind Cause nobody wasn't there I searched and I searched as I climbed up the wall And then I started to fly, I went in deeper Let it get to me, I'm just gonna creep Now I'm pumpkin hell, I got to find my lost piece I know that it's here, I sense it in my feet The great emerald's power allows me to feel I can't see a thing, but it's around somewhere I gotta hold my head, I have no fear It probably seems crazy
So there we are, playing you the music from Sonic Adventure 2, starting off with A Ghost's Pumpkin Soup. We then had Windmill Isle Day from Sonic Unleashed, which was a request by Resident SD. Um, we had Birdman Assembly, which is the Report 2 from Space Channel 5 Part 2, and the final haunt from Shadow the Hedgehog. So as you can hear, um, M20 and Resident SD have got some requests in. If you'd like to uh, request music for tonight's show, you can. Feel free to do so. Um, the, the link to the Sega Retro website is on the, the Radio Sega blog. And in there, there's a section called Song Credits. And as you can see from there, he's created music from Sonic Adventure 2, Space Channel 5 Part 2, uh, Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg, Sonic Heroes, Feel the Magic XYXX, uh, The Rub Rabbits, uh, Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, Sega Rally 2006, Sonic the Hedgehog, which we call Sonic 06, Brain Assist, Sonic Rush Adventure, Knight's Journey of Dreams, there's a track on there from True Blue, the best of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Sonic Unleashed, the Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympic Winter Games. Uh, True Cl- uh, Colors, the best of Sonic the Hedgehog Part 2. Uh, Sonic Colors, both the Wii and the DS version. And Sonic Generations, again, both the Xbox 360, PS3 and the 3DS version. So if you'd like to uh, request some music from there, then feel free to follow that link, it takes you to the page and gives you a list of the tracks which we're going to play some of in tonight's show. Uh, I've got another bit of information to read out. This was taken from an interview uh, with him uh, by Rocket Baby and this is a couple of quotes from when he worked on Sonic Adventure 2. Um, Rocket Baby asked the question, how did you get involved with music? And from the bibliography part of the first part of the show, um, the answer here was when I was in junior high, uh, junior high student, uh, way back then. Um, they asked the question, you have a job that a lot of musicians would envy. Would you tell us the best and worst parts about being a games composer? To which he replied, the best part is that I can make entertainment with high composite art. The hard part in the short term is that he must make high quality sounds. And he was also asked the question, what is his favourite part of Sonic Adventure 2? To which he replies, the atmosphere of the action stage Pumpkin Hill, which of course he composed and it pleases him very much. Ooh. Hopefully, it seems that the connection to the chat room has killed itself. Let's see if I can get in the the real Radio Sega first time this go. So talk amongst yourselves while I do that. And yeah, so I say if you'd like to get requests in, you can do so either as a private message on the uh, Radio Sega chat rooms. Uh, You can either do it on the Radio Sega forums or send me a private message either to at Forever Sonic or at Radio Sega on Twitter. 
Now I'm going to play you some more music. I know you just had a batch of music, but I'll play you some more music, and then I'll read a little bit about Sonic Unleashed. So stay tuned for that. Uh, the next batch of music I've got here is a, a sing-along batch. All the tracks in here are songs that you can sing along to, starting off with Speak With Your Heart from Sonic Colours. I know it's a track that Gavi isn't keen on, but we'll play it anyway. We've got His World, the Zebrahead, I believe it's the Zebrahead version, um, Endless Possibilities from Sonic Unleashed, and Reach for the Stars from Sonic Colors Wii, which was requested by M20. So uh, sit back and sing along to those, and I'll play those for you. My side is vague I knew all along We'd find some way to communicate
so we've played you um, Speak With Your Heart from Sonic Colors. We then played you uh, His World from Sonic 06. Uh, Endless Possibilities from Sonic Unleashed. And finally, a request from M20, which was Reach for the Stars from Sonic Colors. So let's uh, give you a little bit more information. This is a or part of an interview with original sound version and this is a, a discussion on Sonic Unleashed so original sound version say that the title of Sonic Unleashed featured the work of at least six composers from Sega including yourself Kenichi Tokoi uh, Fumi Kumatani Hideki Kobayashi Takahito Iguchi and Mariko Namba, of which I probably pronounced all of those completely wrong, but hmm. Now OSV asks, can you start by telling us a little about a little bit about the team members and how it was decided that everyone would be contributing to this game's soundtrack? And Tomoya replies, as to the Sonic Unleashed music production, he was the first one to join the project as sound producer and a main composer. He then started composing when the music direction was finalised after he had numerous discussions with Hashimoto-san, which was the sound director. For the tracks that he didn't compose, the composers suited to each music genre were selected to be commissioned one by one, who happened to be the other five members of the team. And he thinks they did a wonderful job, and I've got to say, I think they did too with the three CDs, I think that's probably one of the best soundtracks I've heard so far. They then ask, in recent past, Sonic soundtracks have featured mainly upbeat vocal themes instead of the kinds of catchy instrumental pieces featured in Sonic Unleashed. What went into the decision to change the approach this time round, and do you feel that the change in the approach paid off? He replies, he's very satisfied with the final work. For Sonic Unleashed, they had a limited main theme. No, no they had limited the main theme, which is the vocal theme which um, Zebrahead sung, to just two tracks, as they thought symbolic tracks should only be present in the important scenes. In the beginning, Hashimoto-san requested him to challenge composing and... That uh, requested him to a challenge. I've got to, I seem to be reading this quite odd. Um, in the beginning, Hashimoto-san requested him to a challenge, composing an orchestra-esque theme that sounds like a masterpiece. Also, as to the music in the games, they tried to produce instrumental music which fused live music with various ethnic instruments and contemporary sound elements. Since the story is about travelling around the world, the regional characteristics of the visited country need to, to be expressed in the music. He believes the tracks they made were rich in variation, which appeal to a wide range of people. Now, to express the regional characteristics in the music clearly, they chose an instrument to represent each country, in order to develop um, our, us being the gamers, imagination from before which they actually started composing. For example, the bamboo flute was chosen for Missouri, the accordion for Spagona, Spagonia, the Erhu for Chunnan, the Gamelan for Adabat. 
those instruments were played and recorded live, and one of the important challenges was to express the difference of day and night stages in the music. For the tracks in the town scene, they succeeded in keeping the style consistent by arranging two patterns of day and night based on one motif melody prepared for each country. To have two tracks with to have tracks with two different atmospheres. They were then asked how long did it take for the team to complete the soundtrack? And he replied it took nine months to complete from start uh, pre-production to finish. And they asked the question there was a massive number of session artists featured on the album and even the Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra was recorded. Did the team members enjoy the opportunity to work with the live musicians rather than dealing with sample libraries as in customary in-game music? Does this perhaps represent a shift in Sega's philosophy to include more live music in games? And he replied to that, recording of live music is always exciting to do. He talked with each composer to make a plan for recording. Uh, like which instrument to use or which instrument to substitute with the programming. It is not so special for them to use live music because Sega Sound Team has used live music in the past. But this time the number of musicians that were involved is the biggest among the series and almost a hundred musicians like Jarrett Riddick from Bowling for Soup and the Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra. They were able to make this gorgeous soundtrack by making sure all of the elements came together. So that's a little background on Sonic Unleashed. Now I've got a few more tracks to play. And then I might start rounding off the show. I know it's a little bit early, but I might start rounding off the show because I'm running out of things to talk about. So playing you the music from Space Channel 5 Part 2, this is Rescue Before Melting.
can lead to different doorways in a maze, and I don't know what to do. Guaranteed though, I'ma find the Emma rules. Don't call me knuckles for nothing, I can't lose. Sure, be fighting with them foes all the time, but I gotta do it, they always stay out of line. Sometimes I wanna just chill and laugh, but I'm the protector of the emeralds and gems. Stay knuckled up in a deep cut. I'm seeing skulls that burn, they tryna throw me off. Avoiding my luck, I'm feeling kinda stuck. played you um, Rescue Before Melting and started it again because it seems I've managed to press the wrong button. Followed by the Cool Edge Knight, the Haloska theme from Sonic Unleashed. We had Death Chamber or Deeper from Sonic Adventure 2 as requested by Resident SD. The third town mission from Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. And then to finish off that batch, dive into the mellow from Sonic Adventure 2. Now we're on that subject, um, I still haven't actually finished Sonic Unleashed. It's, it's been a while since I went back once I last played it, but I think, if I remember rightly, the last level I've done was Empire City. I don't think... I might have got the fifth fifth continent, but I can't remember what it was. It's been so long since i played it. And again, I haven't actually finished Sonic Adventure 2. Now, nothing against the game. I don't personally like the way the the way Sonic Adventure 2 you can sort of jump backwards and forwards between sort of missions and play sort of the level several times over. I, I'm more of a, a linear story type person, so 
yeah, maybe, maybe I should. A lot of my trouble is that I, especially with Sonic Unleashed, I, I struggle to find out where I'm going next. Um, I sort of finish a level, and it, it takes me a while to realise which, wh where I've got to go from, and where I've got to go to, and what I need to collect before I've done something, and. And that's my trouble. And, and I have a tendency to take three quarters of an hour on Werehog levels. So, yeah, like Kesman has just put in the chat room, he raged too much because uh, saying also that he hasn't finished on these. And I've got to say I'm the same. There were, I think, Spagonia levels where, where I got so frustrated with it that <laughs> I had to put it down. Um, in the chat room, Captain Cloudchase has joined in the chat room earlier and said she actually broke her control pad because of Unleashed's final boss. Now I haven't actually got there, like I said. Um, I'm assuming the final boss is, is inside the Eggman land, which I've heard rumours as being very difficult. And if I'm struggling with Spagonia Werehog, then Eggman land probably won't cut it with me, I think, here. You guys are noobs. I like that. Um, yeah, so I need to go and do that at some point. I've got to say, I still haven't actually opened Jet Set Radio or Metropolis Street Race, so those two are still sealed. I can see my Dreamcast from here, but I haven't actually played those yet. But that's that is actually sort of sidestepping the topic. <laughs> True says I actually put a dent in the wall because of Sonic Unleashed. I've never actually thrown a control. The most I've done is managed to smash, why well, say smash, managed to knock a Wiimote into the filing cabinet. I've got a little scratch on the, the infrared camera, but I wouldn't so much as say put a dent in the wall. That's, that's, that's raging there, that, that really is. But of course, D'Artagnan has reminded me, having just joined in the chat room, he came round and visited me. It was one of the times we first met, and he could see, told this story before, he could see that I'd got D's and E ranks on Sonic Adventure 2, and because he's played the game over and over, he comes in and gets A ranks, to me, it looks like, without even trying. It's not fair. But... Yeah, so... I wonder if you says, I, th I think I spent about four hours trying to finish Unleashed. Is that just the Eggman Land level, or is that from a t particular point? It says, most amount of time I've ever spent on a game at one time. Yeah, four hours before I start getting annoyed with it. Right, I'm going to play you some more music, because you haven't heard enough just yet. Now, playing you the track that was part, partly to do with the, if I remember rightly, the launch trailer. Um, there were, when Sonic Unleashed was announced, they played you a little bit of this track. And there were few um, people uh, talented enough to record themselves playing versions of this. This was um, Savannah Citadel Day from Missouri. We've got another Sonic Adventure, uh, Sonic Rush Adventure track coming up, followed by a track that isn't Sonic.
but off Sonic Team. And then something else, I've actually requeued my my playlist here. And something else. So a surprise track for you.
And there we are. So in that batch of music, we had the Savannah Citadel Day, which was the, the sort of promo track, but also one of the level tracks from Sonic Unleashed. From the Missouri continent, we had Sky Babylon Act 1 from Sonic Rush Adventure. Then we had one of a choice of about four, I think. Um, I chose the Peppermint version, which is called Aldi La, from Night's Journey of Dreams, which I believe is the theme, or one of the themes, to My Dream, which of course is the Nightopian Garden, if you've got the game. I then played you Orange Roofs, as we found out in the Sonic Generations um, uh, Battle Royale. Forgotten what it was called for a minute there, but yeah, Orange Roofs or Rooftop Run Night, which is from Spagonia from Sonic Unleashed, and to finish off there, the Boss Battle 2 from the Wii version of Sonic Colors. Now, funnily enough, I haven't actually played any of the DS version of Sonic Colors. Isn't that strange? And so we've just about hit the end of the show. I'm going to give a quick shout out to everyone who was in the, or who is currently still in the IRC chat room, including D'Artagnan, who has only just realised that the show is just coming to an end. <laughs> uh, starting off with the chatting section, a winner was you, D'Artagnan, Kesman, Resident SD, SJ, and True. And the ones that Mibit call the idlers. We have Trigon underscore Spondy, Biafra, CTR, uh, Dark Chaos, David TL, M Tails, M20, Pyrus55, Rad, uh, Shadix Litocroft, Silver Sonic, Trekkie, Voice, Voluptuous Spy, and The Chaos Blue. Uh, also, like to have a quick shout out to Bianca who retweeted the, the message uh, when I started the show. And it gives me just about enough time to announce what's coming up soon. So of course this is the last Sega Ages episode of 2011, which wasn't quite the the episode I had in mind, but hopefully we've... Oh, not quite sure what I was going to say there. Um, hopefully I've played you the tracks that you preferred from Tomoyo Otani, which I bet you anything I've still pronounced that wrong. But you know who I mean. And um, coming up next, uh, we have Gavi with Saturday Night Sega. Of course, Saturday night is the last day of the year. Uh, he's going to... What is he going to do? I think there's talks of him giving the address of 2011 or 2012, something like that. He's going to talk about things... I don't know because I don't tend to listen to a show, but he's on tomorrow. And then of course the Sega Fantasy Zone is going to be Radio Sega's first show of 2012. Now if you don't know what that is about, they're a little bit random like I used to be on the Random Hour. Uh, a couple of guys there from Sonic Retro. And they, on last week's, not last week's, on the week before's because they're every two weeks. Um, they had they was had an interview with Eddie Lebron, with uh, who's behind the, the the new Sonic movie, and if you'd like to catch the podcast, it missed the the first bit because they they weren't sure how to record it. But the the podcast itself is on Sega Media, so if you go to SegaMedia.com/slash, well, I was going to say Sega Fantasy Zone, go to SegaMedia.com in the podcast list, 
there is um, Sega Fantasy Zone and you can download the their episode 2 because they didn't actually record the first one from the show there so feel free to go there Resident SD has reminded me that if you haven't voted for the song of 2011 which Gavi was that Gavi had in his show last week you've got only 22 hours left to vote and he's posted the link in the chat room uh, for those of you in the podcast of course go to radiosega.net slash forum and have a search for song of 2011 so yeah those are the shows uh, Silver Sonic is doing something on Sega, uh, on Sega Sega no he's not he's doing something on Radio Nintendo if you'd like to join in with the Sonic Marathon that Respawn Point are doing head over to sonicmarathon.com and join in the chat and feel free to donate of course they're doing it for Child's Play which is where they, the charity provide games consoles and sort of access to games in hospitals and places like that so so yeah if you'd like to vote for song of 2011 22 hours that's of course nine o'clock tomorrow night and thank you to resident sd for reminding me so i've been forever sonic this has been sega ages i've got a request from i believe it was m20 and the reason i say that is because the tab disappeared um when Mibit decided it had enough and disconnected me halfway through the show and I've got to say I had a choice he, they requested the track I originally had queued up as the final track which was the Solaris Phase 2 track this the, the sort of orchestral theme to His World but I thought as I've played the actual His World or one of the His World tracks earlier on in the show I've gone for their other request which is this starry night mix of a track from a composer which I've been sort of obsessed a little bit with in the last month of course that being Bentley Jones and his track Dreams of an Absolution so yeah uh, join into uh, tune into those shows I've been forever Sonic. this has been the the music created or directed from uh, by Tomoyo Otani uh, tune in tomorrow and I'll catch you in the new year.
And you'll see